Welcome to the Winner Circle Podcast, where we center around entrepreneurship and community outreach. We interview a variety of creatives, small business owners, and entrepreneurs that are sharing love in our community. Make sure you guys subscribe and also leave a like or a comment. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share to the world, or just think it'll be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listen to all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and much more within minutes of you finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their messages out to the world. Let's create something great together. If you sign up today, click the link in the show notes, and you'll also receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. So, welcome back, everybody, to another segment of Culture Flash with your host, Nicole. Today, I have my good friend and the founder of Winner Circle Podcast and Outreach, my guy, Lonson. What's up? What's up? Big game oh, on today. Right? Yeah. Um, so just before we start, shout out to our listeners all over Maryland. Our reach is incredible. We're very, very excited for your listenership. Shout out to everybody in Bowie, in Towson, in Waldorf, Maryland, which where we're from is almost like having international listeners. So that's fantastic. We're very, very, very grateful for you guys uh, checking in with us always. Um, we wouldn't be able to make the strides that we do without you. So today we are, I'm freestyling another episode I got my boy with me. I am just overwhelmed with the state of this country as it is. Um, What triggered this particular uh, uh, episode was that I have had the complete displeasure of going on Instagram and finding out about a case, a situation that happened in uh, North Carolina where a young girl at the age of 15, this occurred in 2019, was... But this happened in 2019? Say again? This happened in 2019? This happened in 2019. Now, mind you... Huh? Why are we not just finding out? So, what I... As as far as my understanding goes, Mm. the, the most I can think of it is that legal proceedings take a long time. People also don't always realize, like, the expense that comes with that. So, like, you know, if this is just your regular run-of-the-mill family, these are just some people literally... Everybody, you know, we always think, like, oh, you a high-profile person, all of a sudden you're in the news and stuff. We always associate that type of stuff with money. But these are, like, average Joes who are just dealing with macro and microaggressions around this country where we're being discriminated against. People are just overall being discriminated against. And that's what happened to this young lady and her mother in this airport in North Carolina where they're going through security and TSA, and this young lady is stopped and asked to be strip searched mm. because they doubted her gender. Um, I'm not familiar with this having happened before. I'm not familiar with why something like this will happen. Say again? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Personally, whenever I went through TSA, 
they never asked me about my gender. So I'm, 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 I'm confused. So how does that work? Like, how did this come about? Like, I'm so confused. Like, so apparently, the machines that are used in airport security are programmed to be able to technologically acknowledge and like, um, distinguish between male and female parts. So if I am a vagina owning person and I go and I stand in the security, uh, the what is the machine even called? I stand in the in in where the the metal detector, right? It is programmed to be able to tell. Okay, so apparently they 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 put it in. Okay, male or female, or you know, woman or man is inside of the machine, and it is then programmed to be able to tell if I should have any extra anomalies. Like for example, if I had a phallic object, you know, that I was hiding in my leg or something, because they programmed into the machine that I was a woman, they can then assume that I have something on me that is worth being searched or checked for because there's some type of anomaly in a place that it otherwise wouldn't be, right? So that's basically what happened to this little girl. Mind you, this child was 15 years old when this happened. So, she goes through the metal detector. They acknowledge that there's some type of what they call an anomaly on her person, and that she should be strip searched. They um, try to coerce her mother into her um, agreeing to a strip search, and they aren't going for it. So now here we are two years later, and her mother is suing. They're suing the TSA personnel who is identifying as Jane Doe. They don't want to identify themselves. They are suing, um, I don't know if they're suing the, the airport or what. But my whole thing when I came about this headline, is just like among all the foolishness that we deal with already like where do you draw the line you know what I'm saying at what point do you decide this is a little too much I thought it was really funny that the TSA personnel doesn't want to be identified right they're going as Jane Doe in all the legal proceedings as well as online wherever I you know where I found these um, documents talking about the case and I just feel like their identity is protected while this person who is now, you know, um, their last name was Emery. The child's name was Jamie Emery. And while the TSA is, you know, their, their identity is protected, this child has been violated, in my mind, abused by this TSA personnel. And for me, it's clear, like, you're so bold to humiliate and dehumanize people on the job. This is what you do. You're so bold to, to ask somebody to expose themselves, a child... So, why are you so shy about addressing the public? You're a TSA worker. You're somebody, any any one of the people who is viewing all the proceedings and all the things that are going on could come right through where you work every day. And you could perpetuate the same thing against them. The same discrimination, the same bias. But would you say because maybe he feels as though he's at fault? for what happened that maybe why he's going to Jane Doe or he's not ready absolutely. for it. No, yes, that's absolutely correct. My whole thing is be like, why bother? Be bold. Be bold about it. Stand <laughs> on those biases, bro. Stand on that discrimination. You're that bold to do it at work. You know why people don't do it, though? They don't want to have to be addressed. They don't want to have to deal with the consequences of their actions. That's what people do when they know they were dead wrong. You don't want to deal with the consequences of your actions. Also, they don't want to assume any guilt. But that was wrong what you did. So, me, you talked about, um, you know, chances of 
them being compensated or whatever could happen following these legal proceedings, you know, like who is responsible and are they going to get paid for the damage that was done to them both emotionally and literally like physically after that happened to them. And this happened in uh, what state? North Carolina. Okay. So of course me being me, I had to look up, you know, we talked about it. Um, I already knew with an organization as big, a corporation as big as TSA, of course they have protections, they have policy protections, they have HR and they have human rights protections, you know, for their, for their um, employees and so forth. So aside from that alone, they want to be, they want to have a jury trial. So this is going to go to the courts in North Carolina. And as of right now, um, there are no, and this is per freedomforallamericans.org. There are currently no explicit, comprehensive, statewide non-discrimination protections for gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender people in North Carolina. So well, already across the board, it's a jury. Say again. And it's a, a jury case for a jury yeah, trial. Yeah, they're gonna do a jury trial, right? So this is just the state alone. This doesn't even account for whatever. So already in North Carolina, the, the population of like people who identify as LGBTQ is only like 8%. It's really small. Damn. Then on top, so then, you know, you take somebody to a jury trial in a state like that. It's like, what are the chances that the jury is on my side, right? You just hope that you have an ethical jury. You hope that you have a, a diverse jury of people. But when the state is conducting jury selection, they can do that. And it won't work out in your favor. So my whole point is that there are a lot of things going against this case. And it always to us is presented as this really, really crazy shit happened. And we'd be like, oh, nah, that shit will never fly. But it fucking Earlier, right? Like how we talked about earlier, like um, Supreme Court justices are in their seats for life. Mm-hmm. So if you were born in what? 1960 even. You're only 60-something right now. All right. Right. And say you're sitting on the Supreme Court and you had the luxury of being white in 1950 or being, you know, whatever race that had privilege at that time and you're sitting and you're a sitting Supreme Court justice, you got all that bias with you. You bring all of that with you and then you serve on the United States Supreme Court for life and that makes an impression on every single part of our being, of our living. So that's all just to say that the legal proceedings are going to be so much influenced by the state of North Carolina and their policies. Like, they have no non-discrimination policies. A lot of them are... um, North Carolina is also known for having one of the most extreme anti-LGBTQ bills in the country. It's called Mm -hmm. the House Bill 2. That bill, actually, though, has since been... um, since 2020, it expired, which will then allow uh, individual municipality, municipalities in North Carolina to create their own local discrimination, uh, non-discrimination laws. But, like, it's still a matter of what locality, like, who was making these laws. All of these things are going to play a part in the outcome of what happens to this girl, what happens to people, you know, queer people across the board in North Carolina and going forward, like. So when it comes down to the um, the girl, physically, does she have the attributes of where she, you know, I'm, I'm saying uh, what she identifies as? I don't know that detail. 
But if that's they what she, they I, don't speak that detail. But if that's what she identifies as, why is that an issue though? Like, I know that it's something that you know that goes along with the metal detectors and everything. But exactly. I'm, so, so for me, the question is not then. Oh, is metal detector doing the right thing for you know identifying what it was supposed to? But rather, it's time for us with all this technology. It's time for us to update the technology to 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 reflect our reality, right? I'm saying so, more. Those, those 2021. Like, that's what you were saying, weren't you? Right. That's exactly what you were saying. So the technology. About, so so it's all about making accommodations for everybody. Making accommodations, but that's what happens then. Because our, not our, if the country's unwillingness to make accommodations is a reflection of how things work on, you know, like, you know, micro levels, like, oh, it's just getting through TSA. Nah, we're going to make sure that you as a trans person can't even fly. Can't even fly. This person in particular, they had to turn around and rent a car and drive 600 miles back home because they were held up so long that they couldn't get on their flight because of this whole incident. So, so like, Say again? So this was a flight back home. This was a flight back home. That's so they fucked up. So it was no problem coming in, no problem leaving, but going back home. I can't even say. I don't, you know, and that's that's the thing too. It all, it's always one person. All it takes is one that's person. All, and that's what I was, you know, I know I talked about it earlier, but now that I know a little bit more about the facts, and the, you know, and the fact that, you know, all these laws are working against it, it kind of fucking sucks, but Shoot, if that was me, because, you know, I already know, like, it's always one person. There's always got to be somebody that always has to do or always going along, you know, or, or taking their job way too much seriously as far as stepping outside their boundaries or stepping outside what their role really is. Because honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like if somebody identifies themselves as a certain thing and they match it, they go through TSA with everything, what's the problem really? Um, and then, well, it's not even that. Like, let's go even further than that. Like, she's a child. Like fifteen years old, like when I was fifteen, we was worried about like other shit. Like right. we, I didn't even know what I, I, an ID card is. It's like our mom, our parents just say, you know what? Here, this is what you do. You give them your name, you slide in, and you walk through. Make sure you don't have anything. Even our parents, to the you know to the extent, even helped us at some point put the things in the basket or the bin. So you know, just for her, you know, for being so innocent to go through that at a certain age, I think it really sucks. It really does. Like, right, what you was just saying, the most of our worries was, you know, for me, it was like making sure that my, my face wash and stuff didn't get thrown out going through TSA. I was concerned about what was in my bag. I didn't have to go through and be concerned about if somebody was going to question question my gender and then violate me. Well, That's nothing that I had to worry about. And like you were just saying, it's just a matter of making accommodations for people, um, it's so funny because, you know, a lot of these organizations and corporations, corporations, they have to do uh, bias training, non-discrimination, all these trainings and stuff. But you and I both know we work at these jobs and they tell us, do this training online. You go, you do the training, you close out the, you know, you leave the tab open, let the video run through and you looking at something else. And of all things to do that with, it shouldn't be that. And honestly, it's all about the test too. So yeah. videos, it can't be, you know, the videos can be annoying, but the things about the test is you literally don't really have to watch the videos. You can just literally get miss it a couple of times when you memorize the right answers and you get it right. Yeah. You, and you know what they're expecting you to say too. 
And even if you are paying attention and you actually are doing it, I mean, are you, what are you doing it for? Are you really doing it just to get by or do you really want to understand and actually, you know, really soak in what it is that you're actually learning? You don't have to care. That's the whole thing. You really don't have to care about it. They don't make it so this is something that you should actually care about. They make it so this is required by our corporation for you to do this and for us to say that we gave it to you. And um, yeah, thanks for getting that done by this deadline, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so then those are people's illicit biases that belong to them on their own. Like, And then they go out into the workforce and they perpetuate those biases against people like this girl. So um, I want to believe that her name is, it was J-A-M-I-I. So I think her name is Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that things go well and in her favor and on her behalf. Man, shout out to her because this is insane and seeing it really triggered something in me one especially finding out she's 15 and then ugh, the stuff that people have to go through and then I had to look at the state of North Carolina and just see what the chances are that she would that a ruling would come down in her favor but we don't know man we don't, but this, you know, this, you know, this episode is good in a way for us and, you know, for all listeners in North Carolina, because for those who are in the LGBTQ community that don't have any idea of, you know, what you may get into or get involved with dealing with, you know, certain people in the workforce, at least now, you know, you know, what, you know, what you're fine up against. Yeah. And I'm just like looking at, looking at the, the, the numbers and in the, in the statistics, uh, this is from LGBT map.org but quick facts in North Carolina there are 4% of adults who identify as LGBTQ um, people in the workforce 5% that identify and um, it's just and I honestly think they may be already hit Nicole the they are they are it's people who deal with that and deal with it every day yeah, so the numbers may be low because of the fact that they already know what the laws is in North Carolina so yeah. you know Come on. Well, that's just, you know, what I think. I'm not saying... Even still, like, look, even still, but think about it. Okay, the numbers may be low. I gave you the percentages, but mind you, 4% of LGBTQ adults in North Carolina is 382,000 people. That's a (laughs) lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of fucking people. And don't get a lot of big as hell. You know what I'm saying? So, that small percentage still accounts for over 300,000 individuals who on an average day aren't protected under the law if they want basic human rights for, for many things, That's for any true. number of things. And that counts for education. That counts for people who want to have kids and get married. That counts for people who want to, you know, oh. have spouses. and, and They could and, be for anything. Like, you could walk in anywhere and definitely might experience that. You can. This goes, there are no protections against employment discrimination, housing discrimination, public accommodations, credit and lending. What? All of those things. That's every. That's your life. That's, that's every goddamn thing. America, like. So can you really sit here and imagine what that's like every day? God damn. And that's just shorty going through the airport. At, no, now at, imagine being an adult. At 15 already, though. Like, that's at probably- 15 already. So, damn. I, mean, I stand by, you know, the queer population, the LGBTQ population in North Carolina. I stand by Jamie Emery. 
and all that she unfortunately has to go through dealing with this. Um, I cannot stress enough being aware of these things just because like we think that there's always a silver lining, but that they make this shit hard for people. I'm telling you, they make it hard. So I just had to get that off my chest today. No, man. I had to make sure I hopped on here too. I want to be productive. And, you know, mm-hmm. one thing that I did talk to Nicole about, guys, I am trying to get a little bit more educated about the LGBTQ community and be more involved because I'm not going to lie, y'all lit. I got a couple of, I got a couple of friends who are, you know, associated themselves with that community. And it just kind of sucks that I, I don't know that much, you know, and I'm, and I'm taking that, I'm making myself accountable and responsible to learn a little bit more and be more involved, at least within the conversations. Listen, friends. All the information that I provided in this episode is available online. You don't know until you know. That's just the bottom line. You can't be, you know, ignorance is bliss until it's not. So it's like, go make this information available to you. Make it available to you in your own state. Whether you are queer or not, you know, whether you you are identified with LGBTQ or not, any state protections, you should know when you get into any situation. What am, what what? How can I protect myself? What are my rights in these situations? For her, she needs to know what are her rights. Will the state of, of, of North Carolina protect me in this situation? Will the state of Maryland, in our case, protect us in any situation, any given situation? Um, the resources that I use for this, which you can use for any state otherwise, were lgbcmap.org. I also used freedomforallamericans.org. Those were excellent resources for me to be able to um, collect some some valid and accurate information um, and just have more insight about what's going on there. So please use and execute your access to information to the best of your ability. I'm going to keep trying to provide information for everybody. That's what we do here with Winter Circle. We got it for you. We're going to share it with you. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasoned recipes delivered right at your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking it dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All these recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure their deliciousness and simplicity. My favorite is the meatball spaghetti. It's so good. But make sure you guys go to the link in the show notes and get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. 